You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. This week, I'll be jumping into the third set of blind samples that has been shared with me from my good friend Lee, also known as Thirsty Belgian over on Instagram. Now, Lee's been very kind and shared a lot of blind samples with me, and I've done a couple of episodes before, and this is the third and final episode of the samples that he shared with me so far. And uh, yeah, I have them sitting here in the glasses in front of me, and they have the little coins on top to make sure the aromas stays in the glass for the remainder of this episode. The coins I have in today's episode is on Spirit A, No Nonsense Whiskey. So my good friend Vin over at his YouTube channel, No Nonsense Whiskey, I have his coin number 245 covering up my first spirit. And over on Spirit B, I have the handmade coin from New Dram Drinker, another fellow YouTube channel. And again, both of these guys here are Patreon supporters of mine, and I really appreciate you guys, and thank you so much for these coins. Now, if you like this podcast, you might also like the the behind-the-scenes recordings and all the other stuff that I do over on Patreon. So if you would like to support my efforts here and keep this podcast advertisement free, please feel free to head over to my Patreon page on patreon.com forward slash spiritspeople. So I think that's enough self-promotion for this episode. So I will be jumping into this week's episode. But before I do that, just a quick reminder of the format. So I'll be starting off with the appearance in the nose and then I'll take a quick break do the tasting, and then come back with my tasting notes and finish off with a conclusion. So with no further ado, let's jump into the first section. So we are ready to jump into the appearance and the nose of this week's episode, and I'll be kicking off with Spirit A. So Spirit A in the glass is a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. The intensity and the color is a deep gold. So it's a golden hue, and there's a very deep intensity on that hue. And uh, the suggested texture, if I give it a little swirl in the glass here, is oh, it's actually quite high. It's a very high potential viscosity, so looking forward to tasting that. So the ring of the oils kind of sit in the glass and it actually sits there for quite some time. So yeah, potentially a very high viscosity here when we get to the palate. So, so yeah, jumping into the nose of Spirit A here. So it's a clean nose, there's no faulty aromas or anything like that coming out of the glass. And the intensity is a medium. So nothing really coming out at a chin's distance, but as soon as I hit the bottom of the nose there, 
some of these characteristics are starting to burst out of the glass or actually not burst because what I will say here is that it's actually quite a quiet nose and it's, and it's a little bit of a dry nose as well. And, and what I mean by that is that the aromas are, although the intensity is a medium and the aromas will come out of the glass at the bottom of the nose, the aromas themselves are quite subdued and they have this dryness to it. So it's a very dry sensation. Getting into the actual aroma characteristics here, the things that do come out are are quite nice and, and, and well balanced, I will say. So there's some brown sugar, butterscotch and vanilla, and those are kind of the three initial characteristics coming out of the glass, if you will. And then moving from there, there's some hints of, of fresh apples. And then moving on to more of the fruits here. So there's some dried orange peel, and there's also some some nutmeg in there actually coming coming off of that and that's that's kind of where those kind of dry sensations come from i think it's that dried orange peel and maybe some of that nutmeg and also there's this sensation of some toasted white bread and and this could this could potentially be some links into some of the raw materials that we always look for that uh, there's potentially some some wheat in here and and the brown sugar butterscotch vanilla would suggest that we're looking at Something that's potentially an American whiskey, like this is typical bourbon uh, characteristics, if you will, like you get that brown sugar, kind of caramel uh, and vanilla type flavors out of the barrel. And, and a lot of those uh, characteristics here will, will suggest that we're looking at something in that category. So the wheat is obviously, we'll think about that a little bit more when we get into the palate, but something that I took a note of here just because it's it's good to kind of have these initial uh, thoughts and then you can either validate or disregard them as you move forward. So there was also, the, at the end there, so the toasted bread almost had this buttery feel to it. So if you can imagine like a toasted, um, a piece of white bread that's been toasted and then have butter on it. It was a very kind of buttery and very silky sensation on top of that uh, bread note if you will and then finally i think there was some some lightly charred oak in there there was definitely some oak i wasn't sure whether or not i wanted to define it as char because it's one of those things that i'm starting to think about the sensation of char is like is it really a sensation of something that's been burnt or is it a sensation of something that's been toasted or simply just heated and i think it's potentially something that's been charred here. So the note I will say is a lightly charred oak. So a few other notes that I did put down here was that on the nose, there was this sharp sensation and it's kind of a sharpness that was related to the ethanol and it's really just peeking through sometimes. And I wasn't really sure what to make of it at, at, at this point in time. It really, it could mean a lot of different things. Like it could mean that we're looking at something that's high ABV that potentially could mask the aromas, which is why it's a very quiet nose when it comes to the aromas themselves. Like when you have a very, very high ABV and especially when you use the tasting or the ISO glasses that I use to do these tastings with, you can get a lot of ethanol out of the glass and it can mask some of those aromas. So it could be a link that we're looking at something that's a really high ABV and therefore the aromas themselves are a little bit subdued. 
but it could also mean that it's an older spirit and, and the aromas are just very integrated and therefore they don't really pop out of the glass as much and you're going to experience that more on the palate. But yeah, I don't know. Or it could be both. It could be an older and high ABV. So there's a lot of theories here that we can play with. But I think, yeah, I'll leave it at that because it really just comes down to the palette to start to narrow down a little bit more when we look at the category and the style and the age and all of that kind of stuff. So finally, around the ABV, I think at this point, again, it's a little bit early when you when you think about the ABV just to do it on the nose. I think, though, with the sharpness and, and the ethanol coming out of the glass, I'd say it's probably around 50 it could be higher than that. It could also be lower. And it's it's really just kind of a, a sense and a gut feeling at this point. So yeah, when we hit the palate, we'll get a better sense of, of where we are on the, on the alcohol by volume here. So moving over to Spirit B. And we're looking at something that looks very similar in the glass here. So again, the clarity is clear. The intensity and the color is again a deep gold. So a golden hue and a very deep intensity of that hue. The potential texture here is maybe a little bit less, like it feels like when you have them side by side here, it feels like A has a higher potential viscosity. So I'm gonna put the viscosity suggestion here or the texture suggestion at a medium. Moving into the nose, it's a clean nose again, and the intensity now is pronounced. It's a very, very powerful spirit in the glass. A lot of aromas coming out, even at a chin's distance. It is a very, very voluminous spirit in, in the glass, and it really just pops out of the glass, really. So some of the things that initially comes out is this really fresh and oily lemon peel. And then you have caramelized apples, even potentially even some apple cider in there. Like there's a very kind of there's a prickly sensation and almost, I wouldn't say necessarily vinegary, but it has that kind of apple cider sensation to it. And and I say apple cider, whereas I could just potentially say it has a vinegary feel to it, but the apples are really pronounced on this nose here. So apple cider feels like it's the right way to describe this experience. And also there's some sultanas in there, which which kind of adds a little bit of depth and a little bit of that dried fruit to it. And then, interestingly enough, it, it, it changes a little bit. And as I was sitting with it here for, for a few minutes, some of the aroma characteristics, I wouldn't say necessarily change, but almost like they develop a little bit. So after a little bit, there was some sea salt. And I'm hes hesitant of saying that there was some peat in there, but there's definitely a sensation of some smokiness. And I kind of want to say peat because it has that kind of dirt feel to it. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily associate it with a bonfire or burnt wood or anything like that. I think it's definitely like there's an earthiness to that kind of smokiness. So I, I think there's potentially a little bit of peat here on the nose. But again, we'll, we'll kind of we'll look at that when we hit the palate as well. So right now I'm kind of putting a question mark next to that next to that aroma characteristic. Following that, there was a little bit of red grapes and there's also some some sensation of some other berries. I wasn't necessarily sure what kind of berries there, but there was definitely some some red red fruits coming through, maybe some stone fruits even. So there was a very 
very interesting overall profile here if you look at it from from a distance almost like you have these very fresh and very pronounced characteristics and then afterwards you have these these kind of uh, briny sensation to it almost like the sea salt and this kind of earthiness to it and then maybe some stone fruits and then you have this like cider sensation in the middle that kind of just like peaks almost like a uh, there's a prickle to it. Uh, yeah, I'm finding it hard to describe. So yeah, let's just stick with the apple cider for now. A couple of other notes that I wrote down here was that besides the notes just being very powerful, it also had a very clear definition of the different aromas. Although it didn't feel like the aromas were competing, it definitely felt like there was a there was a purpose for all of these all of these different characteristics. They definitely live in harmony in the glass here and and it was a very interesting mix of very fresh and very sharp notes if you will so the last thing i put down here is that the nose gets darker if you will like a little bit more deep and a little bit more complex as it's opening up here so i was warming it up in the glass and and more kind of darker notes came through almost like some black cherries and and and, and a little bit more on that side of things so again these are things that potentially could link back to maybe some cask finishing or maybe some geographical location of, of where this been matured and that kind of thing. So so yeah, very interesting and, and I'm looking forward to tasting it to see where all of these kind of different notes will, will, will take me. So finally here on the ABV, I'll say this definitely feels like it's a much, much punchier spirit than spirit A. So I think at this point in time, I'll put it at 55 potentially it will be higher but i think again like the palette is really going to be the the defining factor of of trying to figure that out so i think for now i'll put it at 55 percent or around that area and um yeah it kind of bumps it up a little bit from the potential around 50 percent for for spirit a so yeah i feel like there's a there's a difference in in abv and it feels like it's it's probably that like five five to potentially ten percent difference in in abv altogether between the two so yeah, I think that's it for the appearance and the nose. And um, yeah, I think it's time to get into the tasting. So I will be right back. back with some tasting notes so these are <laughs> these are pretty awesome and um, yeah I have a feeling my good friend Lee here is trying to throw me a curveball or two and um, yeah we'll, we'll see how this goes at the end when I reveal to myself what these are obviously you guys will know so maybe what's coming up here is a good laugh for you guys but uh, yeah we'll see so we'll start with spirit a here and um, first of all we'll talk about the sweetness and I think this is a dry spirit no added sugar or anything like that on the texture it's a very warming and very mouth-filling spirit and on the viscosity side of things i think we're looking at probably a medium towards a high so the intensity on the spirit is pronounced it's a lot of 
It's a lot of volume on those flavor characteristics and the things that are coming through is again that brown sugar. We got some baked apples now coming through. We got some vanilla. Then some dark chocolate is coming in here and some burnt toast. Again, that buttery sensation is, is popping in. So it, it kind of remains from the nose and it's quite interesting how that adds a little bit of uh, a little bit of silkiness, a little bit of softness to everything, that kind of buttery sensation. There's also a little bit of cinnamon coming through. There's there's a little bit of that spice, but not really that much. I think on the nose, it was a little bit more of a nutmeg. I don't think there was a nutmeg thing on the palate here. It was a little bit more of a cinnamon, so potentially a little bit of a disconnect. But again, it's just it's just one of those things that could be um, just my my palate playing mind tricks. So yeah, one thing I did note down here was that the palette is is much darker and much more complex. On, on those darker notes than the more sweet aromas that I was getting off of the nose. And and there was a little bit of a journey here, not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it was it was quite refreshing and quite sweet on the nose. And then it really just turned up the volume on those darker notes. The dark chocolate here is is kind of the key factor that I was I was picking out and also one of the key factors on the finish, which is a very long and very complex finish. It's a lot of oak lingering and it's also that kind of burnt toast sensation with the char coming through and then yeah that that dark chocolate is just really just sitting there and it's the bitterness like it's a very hard uh, kind of it's a very dark cocoa sensation so it's a very dark chocolate note that's just lingering for for quite some time one thing i did actually come to mind here was that it feels like most of these aromas and flavors that I'm getting are coming from the barrel. I'm not sure why that came to mind. And it's not something that I necessarily think about all of the time. It's just something that really just popped into my head. It's like, hang on a minute here. Some, some of these notes here must come from other aspects of production. Like some of these must be linked to the raw materials. As I was saying in the beginning here on the nose, there was this toasted white bread sensation, which I thought was a sensation potentially linked to a wheat grain. But it was it was really just that, and potentially the brown sugar, which could be linked to the, uh, the, the corn grain, if you will, if you're looking at a mash bill on a bourbon. So there wasn't really that much. The rest of it really all is, I think, contributions from, from the barrel here which is it's something that I, I found quite interesting and something I'll have a think about in the future. But I think what I'll do with that information now is to translate that into something that I think is probably a younger spirit. So maybe less than 10 years. I'm not really sure because I wasn't really able to to distill much of this information into anything more specific, but I think I'll, I'll try to make a guess here and, and see how it goes and see if this is something that I should pay attention to more. But yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting thought that I wanted to play with here. So I'll, I'll take that information and, and put it against maybe a younger spirit that's been in a heavily charred uh, barrel. So finally here, I think what I'll do is uh, touch on the ABV, which I think actually now that I've tasted this spirit, I'll gonna, I'm going to bump this up to under 60%, I think 55 towards 60 
which is quite high in terms of what I thought it would be on the nose. I put it at around 50%, but I think, yeah, on the palate, it was quite the sensation on, on the tongue. There's a lot of swelling. There's a lot of kind of alcohol coming through, again, which could potentially support the theory of this being a younger spirit where a lot of producers will, will kind of bump the alcohol on a younger spirit to um, to sell it as something that's more interesting. Because a, a lot of people, a lot of enthusiasts uh, would love to get something that's a higher strength and therefore like a younger spirit barreled at a higher strength is is more attractive so so potentially something that um that could be linked here again these are just all assumptions and and my complete blind guess here so yeah obviously i could be could be very wrong so yeah i think in terms of the quality level here i think we're looking at something that's potentially in between the very good and outstanding category i don't think it belongs in the outstanding category for some of the different reasons that i've talked about but just quickly reiterating the the kind of journey that I was on here from the nose into the palate, there was a little bit of a disconnect, not something that I would I would assign to a poor quality spirit, but definitely something that was noticeable enough for me to say that this is not in the in the outstanding category, which is kind of the 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 best of the best, if you will. So yeah, in between very good and outstanding, I think it lives in that kind of category there. And then in terms of the blind guess. I, I went back and forth here between uh, whether or not I thought this was a weeded whiskey or this was a low rye mash bill bourbon. And I think I'll stick with the low rye mash bill because I think there wasn't there wasn't enough evidence for me on that kind of white bread thing to like very confidently put this as a wheat whiskey, although it, it most definitely could be one. I think probably because of those spices that were coming through, some of the nutmeg and also the cinnamon now coming through on the palate, I think could be attributed to the rye grain. So I'm going to put a low rye mash bill bourbon, potentially less than 10 years, and then uh, matured in some heavily charred barrels. So so that's going to be the, the, the guess here on Spirit A. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, again, I could be completely wrong and uh, you guys will know, but uh, yeah, that's that's where my head is at. All right, so moving over to Spirit B. So on the palette here, again, I think we're looking at a dry spirit, no added sugar or anything like that. Also, I don't think there is any added coloring and stuff like that. I feel like the the overall profile would fit something that's would suggest that the spirit should be around the deep gold color, although that can be very difficult to say. But yeah, as of right now, it just feels right. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll suggest here that there's no added coloring either and potentially a non-chill filtered spirit also because of the very pronounced aroma characteristics and the very pronounced flavor characteristics as well. So So let's jump into that. So on the overall texture here, so the warming and mouth filling sensation we were getting off Spirit A is very much a replica over here on Spirit B and also the intensity is pronounced. The suggestive viscosity on this one here was a medium. I think it's potentially punching a little bit above that. So I think medium towards high. So again, very similar overall introduction to the palette from from spirit a over to spirit b here pretty much the same overall identification of the profile here however 
that's where the similarity ends because now we're moving into a very different flavor profile altogether. So we have a very significant amount of caramelized apples and grated lemon peel and cloves coming out of this like extremely voluminous on the palate here. So it's just a really, really big flavor. However, I will say that I was surprised on how well balanced these things were, which again, starting to talk about the balance and 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 how you can achieve some of that. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second with, with uh, some of the cask finishing because I think it's potentially there that we'll see how they've managed to get all of these like very distinct characteristics balanced out and, and really just integrated with each other. Furthermore, we're looking at some raisins and then a hint to the barrels here, some fortified wine potentially, and then also some stewed fruits, some berries uh, in that kind of like stewed sensation that, that you have when you're just stewing a bunch of fruits and, and berries. It's like a very, almost like a compote sensation that you're getting with all of these fruits. And it's it's a very, again, a very well integrated and very well balanced sensation, but it's a very, very pronounced and very big flavor. So a few other notes I did jot down here was that the palette really did reveal a lot more of those darker notes that I was starting to hint at on the nose as it was kind of sitting and opening up a little bit. Like that really started to come through on the palette a lot more. It was a lot more of those kind of darker notes coming through as I was just saying, like the cloves, the raisin, the fortified wine, the stewed fruits are really just kind of a very darker side of, of what was there on the nose. And I think this spirit here is probably a spirit that would benefit from sitting a little bit longer because just during the episode here, when I was nosing it, I noticed it change over time. Whereas with spirit A, it doesn't necessarily change as much. Like it always changes a little bit with air and it allows to sit there for a bit and and those vapors uh, start to come out of the glass. However, spirit B here, I feel like I could have had this sitting here for maybe another hour and it would probably be some different notes that I would be giving you guys. So so yeah, just a really nice kind of opening of, of this, this profile altogether. Moving on to the finish here. So it was a very long and again, very complex finish. There was apples, there was oak, and then there was this fortified wine sensation. Like again, that kind of stewed fruits and the berries, kind of that integration of a lot of those kind of gave me that sensation of a fortified wine. And then finally on the ABV, I think we're probably looking at something again, going back to what I thought on the nose here around 55%. I think I'll actually stick with that. I think that was a pretty accurate verdict of what I think this is. I think on the palette, it was again, it was a representation of of all of those characteristics, but it wasn't overwhelming on the ethanol side of things there. So I feel like Spirit A definitely exploded a lot more on that ABV sensation, which again would suggest that it is potentially a younger spirit. However, over here on Spirit B, it kind of maintained that that level. It almost like the expectations were set on nose and it was just confirmed on the palate. So a little bit more of a predictable, if you will, and, and reliable journey 
throughout which which I'll I'll then translate into my quality level here which is the last thing I'll get to and the quality level I think this is an outstanding whiskey and uh, I think for all of the reasons I've talked about like the links between the nose and the palate the fact that it it kept on opening up and it was just a beautiful link all the all the characteristics were harmonized in the glass they were in balance and then the finish was just very long and very complex and a lot of things just kind of lingered on there so i think yeah definitely from from my point of view here and and as objective as anyone can be i think this lives in the outstanding category so finally here on my blind guess before we jump over and reveal to me at least what it is that i've been drinking here so i think we're looking at a single malt whiskey i think we're looking at something that's been sitting in either a red wine or fortified wine cask potentially between 10 to 12 years old and i think what i mentioned before was that integration of flavors and and something i've i've started to think about is how especially a red wine cask can kind of take something and and mellow out these different characteristics and almost add to that integration over a short period of time so it could be something that's either been finished in a red wine cask or something that's been sitting in a fortified wine cask for a little bit longer and uh, yeah in between maybe 10 to 12 years to kind of create this like nice harmony of of all of those characteristics so i think that's it for the tasting here i think i'll close out and get back to you guys with the reveal and close out this week's episode and uh, yeah we will see how i did back with the reveal and uh, <laughs> I think I did say at some point that Lee was trying to throw me a curveball or two and I think he's definitely done that and um, yeah I don't think there's any way I would ever guess any of these however I feel like my tasting notes were were decent enough and uh, a lot of things kind of make sense now so uh, so yeah well done Lee well done <laughs> so as uh, as per usual Real quick here, just uh, reading out the results. So uh, yeah, Spirit A was the Barrel Whiskey Infinity Barrel Project. And from what I could see, matching the ABV to their website, this one is from October 31st, 2018. And yeah, a bunch of stuff has been added to these barrels and then they bottle them every now and then. So yeah, very interesting. And uh, yeah, 59.65% ABV. So yeah, and that was... If nothing else, I was pretty close on the ABV here, which which I'm okay with. I'm, I'm quite happy with that because it definitely feel like from the nose into the palate here, there was a massive shift in ABV. So I'm, I'm quite happy that it was actually justified and, and it was close to the, the actual ABV here. So so yeah, maybe some of the blending here is the cause of, of this kind of disconnect between the sensation of ABV on the nose and the palate and maybe also the confusion around the mash bill here where I was thinking I was getting some wheat off of the nose and then yeah maybe some some more rye grain characteristics come off the palate and obviously because a lot of different whiskies have been 
potentially even other spirits, I'm not sure actually what goes into these. So potentially other spirits even have gone into this. So, so yeah, it, it would have been an extreme scenario where I would have gotten this correct. Uh, but yeah, very cool, very interesting. I've, I've loved tasting this. Um, so yeah, thanks for that, Lee. All right, so moving over to Spirit B, which was the Westland Gariana. So 2016 expression, and it's coming in at 56.2%. So Westland's over in the state of Washington in Seattle, I believe, if I'm not incorrect, is, uh, yeah, putting out this Gariana. And, um, yeah, no red wine or fortified wine casks involved. However... I'm pretty sure there must have been some interesting grains in here. And uh, Westland uh, is, is one of those brands and, and distilleries uh, I particularly enjoy drinking. And uh, yeah, Lee has helped me try quite a few of these. I know Lee is a big fan of this. So yeah, not actually surprising that Lee would throw me this one here. And uh, I don't think I've tried it before. So again, Lee, thank you so much for these samples i've really enjoyed these i hope you enjoyed this episode as well as the tasting notes and uh yeah for everyone else i think that's it thanks everyone for listening in to this week's episode i hope you enjoyed it and if you did please consider subscribing this is available wherever you listen to your podcasts and also if you like this podcast you might also like the behind the scenes and my live streams and all the other videos i put out over on youtube and uh, yeah, to support me and help me do all of that stuff, you can join me over on patreon.com forward slash spirits people. And yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.